0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another PNTT podcast. This is Coach Bills, joined by Coach V. Uh, Coach, I know you're slightly under the weather. Are you doing all right today?
1: Yeah, just a little tired. Um How you there? Trying to get the electrolytes in me and uh, pump through. You know, we got a tournament to run.
0: Yeah, that's true. And I know everybody appreciates you're doing all these podcasts when you're less than 100%. So,
1: yeah, let's... I was 100% yesterday, so don't give me too much credit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Either way, uh, you know, it's good. It's great to have you and great to have the opportunity to do this with you. Uh, So let's uh, let's talk about the Perry group, shall we? It's uh, Meakin, Pueblo and New York City. Uh, So we'll start with the top seed, Mekin, a team that was in the NTT last year, was an eight seed, won a game, got knocked out in the second round. Uh, it is called the Perry group because Nathan Perry graduated from Macon, but he wasn't actually even a starter. So no senior starters for this Macon team. They bring back everybody, uh, bring in a, a class right around 197, hardwood, 100 sim hoops, three guys who can't really score, but certainly a, a point guard option in Brian Looney, uh, who had a 9.4 assist per 30 minutes but I don't know if I think any of these three freshmen will end up cracking the starting lineup uh, and unseating someone who was in there last year. What do you think coach?
1: Yeah, it'd be pretty tough. I mean, you know, Looney's more of a pass 1st defensive guy, but you know, Zachary Brown does all that and he's a prolific scorer. So, um, you know, shooting 61.6% true shot shooting percentage. So that's pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe if he wanted to move Renee Schumann out, but he's he's got a decent um, disparity in his his rankings with being a 16 difference between Sherwood and Harwood. Um, mm-hmm. I would guess he's the guy that kind of pulls that up. I mean, they're a pretty good squad, and they should be a year older, and they should be um, yeah, they should be able to really take care of business and uh, be even better because they got rid of two NAs he has some decisions to make, you know? Um, But, you know, this is, this is good stuff. I think I I like this team.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you. And I think it probably will be that same starting lineup. I mean, you know, maybe Looney could give an additional jolt to the offense by coming in there and distributing, you know, like I said, nine and a half assists per 30 minutes basically in high school. Uh, And I agree with you that if anybody were to move out, it'd be Sherman, Uh, you know, move Brown to the two Wilson to the three, but you know, Brown was so good at point guard last year. I would imagine he'll stay there. So, uh, you know, Looney probably will find his, his himself on the bench. Uh, certainly is a strong team. Um, and they really, you know, like I said, didn't graduate very much. As you said, two NAs, not a highly ranked class. And now their best ranked class is those seniors. Um, 13 hardwood, four yeah. sim hoops. So, you know, Brown and Wilson in particular uh, will be leading the way. So it's certainly a deserving and a strong number one seat.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, he does have a tough schedule with uh, both Plainview and Mesa on the schedule. Um, Plainview brought in an 810 class, even though they didn't get Hayden Garcia. Um, so he's doing pretty good. Um, they got a different Yeah, day I've, day heard,
0: day. I've heard Garcia's not bad.
1: <laughs> That's what I heard too. And then they got Mesa. So we'll see. They. Uh, We'll see how they do. It. And then uh, but we'll get to the other teams in this group, too, before we make too many judgments.
0: For sure. Let's do that now, starting with Oakland, the two seed in the group uh, out of Conference 27. They were in the PTT last year, uh, had an eight seed and ended up uh, losing only one game in the tournament. They made the Sweet 16, then got bounced and won their consolation games after that. So a nice run for them in the PTT. Uh, They graduated uh, class 55 hardwood, 75 sim hoops, and brought in the 133-143 freshman class. Uh, So a bit of a drop-off there. Only one senior started for them, but it was their leading scorer and at least arguably their best player in Jacob Strickland. Uh, He had about 20 points a game, or at least 20 per 30 minutes, a bit more than that actually per game. So he's out. Uh, The freshmen who are coming in include an efficient offensive player in Colin Gibbons, but I don't really see anybody who's got that kind of scoring punch. It makes me wonder whether uh, Alexander bird, who was on the bench last year may find his way into the starting lineup for this team to replace Strickland.
1: Yeah, he's got some, he's got some talent there for sure. Um, You know, bird, uh, bird was a guy that did fairly well and, Uh, limited minutes. Um, I think Christopher Pugh was a pretty big recruit um, back in the day. Uh, one of the but just and he started his first two years and did, I think he did pretty well before getting relegated to the bench last year. Um, so I'm not really sure about that. Uh, you know, this they have some talent on their team for sure. They just got to figure out like what, yeah, what is it what does it look like? Uh, what do you, yeah. What does it look like? What can, what can uh, they, they figure out? Can they add, I mean, is it just the freshmen or, you know, are there bench players that potentially could, um, take a step up?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right about Pew. That's a good point. I mean, as a sophomore, he scored 20 points a game for this team, mm-hmm. uh, on, on good shooting numbers as well. So he may find his way back into the starting lineup. Um, Or as I mentioned, Bird was very good for them off the bench. So he could be an option at shooting guard to replace Strickland. Um, Not a lot of size, not a lot of interior defense necessarily, which could be an issue for them. Uh, But at least to me, it looks like a team that should be right around the same level that it was last year. Does that sound about right to you?
1: Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, it's always tough when you're replacing two starters, uh, especially one that was kind of leading your team in points. But mm-hmm. I think they have enough talent that they can, um, that they can make up for that. But you know, um, you know, this is this is a team that was not really not quite on the bubble, um, but did well in the PTT. Uh, made it to the. Um, Sweet 16 lost and then won the rest of their game. So they went five and won the PTT, which um, probably bodes well for their future. You know, they're just going to have to figure it out. And, you know, sometimes that takes a little bit. But, you know, the, P, the PNTT doesn't stop for anybody.
0: Absolutely. And I'm glad you said that. I think I said earlier they only graduated one senior starter. But what you said was right. Alexander Smith also left. He was the power forward. So Mm -hmm. there is a hole there in the front court as well. And it doesn't look like the freshman will be filling that. So, um, you know, somebody will have to come in off the bench. Whether Pew comes back in and and Myers moves to the four, I don't know. But that will be another spot, along with Strickland's, that they will have to fill. Uh, So we can move on to the three seed now. It's Pueblo, another PTT team from last year. Uh, They made it to the Elite Eight. In the PTT and then lost their remaining games. So, uh, Oakland was five and one in the PTT, as you said. Pueblo uh, was three and three, but finished with the better uh, overall finish. They were eighth uh, because they won their first three games and then lost in consolation games. Uh, yeah. They graduated the one hundred four ninety three. That's hardwood sim hoops class, and brought in the one thirty one one forty five class. Uh, they had one starter among those seniors who left. Uh, Samaj A or Samaj Cooper uh, mm-hmm. was an interior player for them. Uh, one of, you know, uh, sort of uh, contributed to their balanced scoring last year. All five of their starters averaged in double figures. He was one of them. Certainly an important piece for them, but it's not as if he was carrying the full load. Uh, you know, there are a lot of guys there that should be able to absorb much of what he was doing offensively, at least.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um you know, one of those guys could take a step up. I wouldn't mind seeing. You know, I I really like uh, Wake and Cook. Both those guys are um, high assist and efficient efficient shooters. Wake probably shoots a few too many threes. He was only twenty nine percent. But you know, when you only get a twenty four game sample size, it's really hard to. It's like okay, maybe he just had a couple bad games, and or maybe that's just what he is. You know, it's it's really hard to judge. You know, I've seen I've seen those fluctuate multiple percentages year-to-year. Uh, mm-hmm. year. So, mm-hmm. you know, Smash Sim- will be tough to replace just because he is a solid player. Um, but, you know, I think they could go someone like uh, Registar potentially, like that's the freshman. He looks like he can play defense. He's okay at passing. Um, he's not a shooter by any means, but he's a, he's a solid player. Or you could find someone off the bench. Um, I think um, you could move everyone down and try and insert a guy like John Lee into the mix um, who can pass, defend pretty well for a 6'4 power forward. Um, he did pretty well in his position last year. Even, like, if you look at um, per 30 plus minus, he was um, he had a better plus minus than Cooper last year. So, he's got, he's got some things um, going for him. Uh, but, you know, I can't say this team's not going to feel that, um, that gap, uh, you know, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think?
0: Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, I think it's going to be tough for them because they didn't have a ton of size, certainly on the bench, at least last year, their starters were totally fine in terms of height, but you know, they lose a six, nine guy. Uh, they also lost a six, eight backup center. Uh, and uh, unless I'm mistaken, I think Lee may have graduated too. the guy you were talking about. four. Uh, uh, backup You're power late. forward. So, I'm just looking he, at me, I don't know I Yeah, about. so he he probably won't be available. But regardless, uh, they I mean they just don't have a lot of returning height. I mean they have a six ten center, great. They had a six eight small forward, so maybe he can play power forward. And they did bring in six eight freshman as you mentioned in Register. Um, so if they wanted to maintain the, the height in the starting lineup, they probably could by putting Register in there. But then their bench would really be awfully small. I mean they'd have to have a six backup yeah. center um and you know six three backup power forward something like that uh and it it doesn't look either as if register is necessarily a great rebounder Mm -hmm. um so i I agree with you that i think cooper is going to be tougher to replace than you know maybe his individual stat line immediately would suggest um i think he was a part of as i mentioned the balanced scoring approach for this team they should be fine offensively without him but they may struggle uh down low and and on defense, potentially, now
1: that he's gone. Yeah, and it's just tough, you know. You, you bring in a guy like Lard, who's probably your best freshman. Maybe Zachariah Moore, um, who's pretty mm. good. Too. Lard's, Lard's just a tough player to play. Like, even though he's really efficient shooting, 59% true shooting. He was getting 3.2 turnovers at the point guard. You know, like 2.8 assists. And he's just one of those, I don't know. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I just... I don't know. I have a hard time playing a six, one guy at shooting. guard. It's just tough. Mm -hmm.
0: Definitely. Definitely agree. Yeah. And you figure wake stays in there at point guard for sure. Uh Um, And, you know, and continuing on this idea about six, one players, I mean, Sebastian Williams was pretty good for them as a backup point guard last year, but I don't know that it'll be feasible to start both wake and Williams. I mean, you know, you could say, great. They've got the point guard position covered, but then you wonder where Lard goes. I mean, you know, I guess he's going to be the backup shooting guard given his turnover problems. But as you say, that's a bit of an issue defensively, and maybe he won't even be as efficient offensively there either. So uh, I do think this team may take a bit of a step back uh, and could potentially have some issues. Although there certainly is some talent here still as well, uh, particularly in the junior class, a consensus top 20 class uh, led by those wake and cook that you mentioned and, and Kevin Bermudez as well. So they will certainly remain competitive, but uh maybe maybe not quite what they were last year when, as I recall, they upset a team that went on to be number one seed in the NTT. Uh, yep.
1: Not it, did, did not, it
0: might not happen for them this year, but you never know.
1: Well, they uh, don't play. Now
0: let's take we, – well, oh, well much yeah, much. I didn't mean the, you guys be again. <laughs> um At least you can avoid them. I just meant they probably won't upset a team that's going to go on to be a number one seed, but you never know. Maybe Mm -hmm. it could happen again. Uh, Okay, so we'll go on to the four seed in this group, which actually is the team that has the highest preseason ranking. Uh, So in theory, the best overall talent. That's New York City. Uh, They're number 13 in the preseason rankings. Uh, Last year, they were in the PTT. Didn't do so well. Finished 57th. Uh, They graduated the... 47 sim hoops, 82 hardwood class, and brought in a very similarly ranked class, um, 39 sim hoops, 78 hardwood. And that's true sort of for this team in all four classes. Better sim hoops rankings than hardwood rankings. Uh, And it kind of shows up when you look at the team stats as well. There's no obvious star, you know, nobody who would sort of take that hardwood mantle. Um, last year, their leading scorer was Jacob Araus. I'm not exactly sure how to say his name, uh, but he scored almost 20 points per 30 minutes and was reasonably efficient in doing so. He comes back. Uh, they do lose Dalton Forward, who was their second leading scorer. Uh, he was the only senior who started for them. So he's out. Um, and, you know, they bring in three versatile freshman wings. So you got to figure one of those guys, uh, if not somebody who's already on the team, uh, will be able to fill that slot, that forward vacates.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he's got a lot of talent in this team, you know. You you can see that by their number 13 preseason um, ranking. And, you know, they got – I mean, I think they got better, you know, um, based on their – a little bit better than their – than their previous ranking. They got a lot of talent. They got a lot of wings, you know, like pretty much everyone on this team is like six, seven, six, eight or six, nine, you know, they got a lot mm-hmm. of players like that. It, I think last year was a disappointment. Um, obviously, you know, coach was expecting more. I think he posted about it potentially on the boards, um, about, yeah, he, he kind of sent off his class and then, uh, so they brought in Boardwain Patterson and Lewis. So uh, three clear leads, but, you know, great, great class ranking overall. Uh, and, yeah, he, he, he I don't think he's too optimistic based on how they did last year, but I don't know. Eventually, the town's got to come through. What do you think?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You got to think so. I mean, uh, to me, the most obvious issue with this team that's sort of preventing them from being, you know, a real contender is interior defense. Um, You know, they, their center last year, Jonathan Harris was a good player put up some good numbers despite not being a scorer, uh, but didn't block a lot of shots, you know, 1.2 blocks per 30 minutes. uh, And there was really nobody among the regulars on the team who, who really blocked a lot of shots. Um, Isaiah Gallo, their backup power forward had 1.6 blocks per 30, and that's the most of anybody uh, on the team. Uh, so I, I think it can be really hard to defend consistently without a shot blocking presence. Uh, and that showed up in their defensive true shooting numbers as well. You know, they allowed 54.4% true shooting. Uh, so until that problem is solved, I don't know that they're going to be a consistent, team you know uh that challenges for the ntt at the end of the season but certainly on any given game you know they can be very formidable for the reason you gave you know interchangeable wings strong offensive players guys who can explode once in a while i remember arouse had a big game last year that the coach posted about uh kelby keeler and Derek mathis i think both have had their moments at point guard so as you said it's a very talented team uh i just Don't know that they have the right kind of talent uh, to make a real push in this tournament. Though you know they're going to be they're going to be a tough out and tough team to beat every time out.
1: I guess the guy I'm looking at that I'm kind of wondering why he didn't play much last year is Eric Brown. He didn't do the best. He was yeah back up small forward, but like this guy was a stud in high school. Uh, You probably remember him because he's from Conference Thirty One. I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know if you maybe, – maybe you just don't look at guys that don't want to stay local. I don't know if you want to stay local or what. But, like, the guy shot 57.8% true shooting with 21.5 points per game. Um, he had a positive assisted turnover ratio, 1.3 steals. I mean, I would love to see that guy play a little bit more. Um, that's just – that's one little thing. Uh, that He does, like, have a fairly big lineup. I don't see why ruse couldn't move down to small forward. Maybe that's a more natural position for him, although he did mm-hmm. great um, shooting efficiently-wise and defensive numbers-wise um, at the shooting guard. Um, but with forward gone, they're going to need another scoring punch. And, I mean, he's probably the guy I look to first, that it's like this guy should be better um, than he's doing. They shoot a lot of threes, too, and they're not necessarily great at them. Um, they're okay. But they, they shot 17 threes a game last year. They only shot 36%. Those numbers can fluctuate quite a bit. And, mm-hmm. you know, from game to game, you could have one game where you're doing really well. And then the next game, it's like, ooh, like <laughs> we, won, we won five for 24. <laughs> you know, uh, that just happens. So those are just some thoughts I have.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I, I admit I don't remember Eric Brown. I'm sure I'm guessing he didn't want to stay local. So, you know, screw him. Don't need to. <laughs> don't. Need- him uh you know he certainly got the opportunity to shoot last year uh he took the most shots per 30 minutes on the team and the most threes per 30 minutes as well uh he was sort of contributing to that three-point percentage issue uh he shot about 32 percent from three and and only about 40 percent overall although he did score so you know he wasn't efficient but he put up some points and he and he had two steals per 30 minutes as well so he he had some talent uh and and production Araus, you mentioned maybe he could play forward. He did play six games at power forward last year, and then the rest at shooting guard. Uh, so with eighteen games at shooting guard, uh, his rebounding numbers are very impressive to look at—six uh, rebounds per thirty minutes. Uh, you know, most of the way at shooting guard. So I, you know, I, I especially, I totally agree with you. He could play small forward if you know somebody like uh, Keeler or Brown or you know somebody like that wants to move into the starting lineup at shooting guard so it's certainly a team that has a lot of options you know if things don't go right yeah you imagine you'll see a lot of tinkering with the lineup uh and as i said i stand by what i said i think on any given any given game they could beat you know if not anybody at least a a lot of teams uh i just don't know that you know throughout 24 games whatever it is they're you know they're going to be consistent game in and game out
1: yeah yeah, it's just an interesting team because they were one of those teams that, like, right away last year was like, oh, like these guys are good. Like they start off two and zero, and they're they they start off really hot, and then you know the grind gets to you. I feel like in in thirty one, and they switch to the lineup a little bit, and um, you know, sometimes we overcompensate when we're just playing really good teams. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I agree. So uh, let's zoom out and take a look at this group as a whole. We covered Macon, Oakland, Pueblo, and New York City. Uh, I'll throw it to you first, Coach. Do you see a clear favorite in this group? Do you think there are tiers? Uh, how, how do you think it breaks down among the four? Yeah, I think Macon's the best.
1: Um, you know, they were a solid NTT team last year. They've been solid for the last couple years. I think the other three teams are probably in a similar tier, Um I think New York city probably has the most potential to like make a jump just because they got a lot of talent on their team. Um, But you know, you got to find that right lineup and you got to find something that works. Um, So we'll find that out right away as they play Macon um, today. And uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm totally with you in lockstep there. Macon would be the top seed. I agree. Uh, And for a reason, I think they're the favorite. And then New York City, to me, is, is the of the other three, the most likely to challenge them. Uh, but, you know, Oakland and Pueblo have some talent as well. We'll see how they do. I, I you know think they should win a game or two each. Should be a fun group.
1: OK, well, cool.
0: All right. And so that'll do it for us on this group. And we'll be back with another group.